there's a real momentum of God's presence here. I've almost, almost touched the mic and I'm like so polite with God's goodness. So I don't even know what I've prepared is going to come out. But I guess uh, he did warn me this morning. <laughs> I woke up this morning and he gave me a, a scripture that sort of almost ties in with a scripture that I felt and that I was asked to minister on. So just bear with me as he just settles me and as the Spirit moves amongst us. My heart is not to do anything without the presence of God. Like Moses never left that place. He constantly went with his father. And he said, I will not move without your presence. I don't want to do that. Because it's so holy. It's so good. It's in his presence that he starts to speak to us. in his presence that he challenges us on various things. On various things. Sometimes it's difficult just to keep quiet in the presence of the Lord. In fact, it takes more boldness just to keep quiet. And hear him in the moment. I was telling Carl, I have some prophetic words for quite a lot of people here today. But I won't release them until he tells me to. Are you feeling the presence of God already? about Jesus. It's all about the Father. What Carl asked me to preach on today is abiding in God's love. And while the music's playing, <laughs> I think I might just read that for us. One John four verses sixteen, and I'm going to read just a small portion of that. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Meditate on that a little. Read that again. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So my question is how do we abide in God? The simplicity of God is incredible. Abiding God simply means for me Remaining in that place of his presence. 
abiding and living in that place of his presence. And that's that's the message, really. <laughs> we can't leave from that that place of his presence. And we've got to learn to abide in his presence. Abiding in his presence is is constantly looking for those moments during the day. Constantly recalibrating ourselves. Constantly searching for those moments where we can find him in the day. It's constantly turning our affections, turning our heart's attitudes towards the one who loves us, who first loved us. We've got to train ourselves. We've got to teach ourselves to stay in that presence, to stay and abide in God's love. Everything flows from that place when we're in Him and and He is in us. No matter what season you're in. I mean, I don't know. Some of you might be going through the toughest season of your life. You might be going through the valley of shadow of death. I mentioned it to Alyssa Com on, on Wednesday. But you know, God is with us if we learn to abide in Him. Man, He's so precious. This morning, God woke me up and he said to me, he gave me, he gave me John 15. You know, and I thought, I thought I was going to do something out of 1 John 4. And I, as I read through that scripture, I started realizing it's very similar. There's a synergy between 1 John 4.16 and John 15. It is amazing. Because in that scripture, John 15, we see the gardener who is God, who owns the vineyard. We see the vine, who is Christ. And then we see the branches, which is us. (laughs) And it's all about, if we read that, it's all about producing more. It's about how God prunes the vine. And he prunes that not out of a place of discipline. He prunes that out of a place of producing more fruit. And all that God is requiring us to to do is to stay attached to the vine. So we are the branches. We've just got to stay attached to the vine. And everything, again, flows from that place of the vine. The goodness of God. The kindness of God. When we're in that place of being grafted in, we start producing 
fruit. And then God pruned the fruit. So that we can produce more fruit. For me, God is all about growth. There's seasons that we need to be pruned back. There are seasons that we need to produce more fruit. Because we move from one one degree of glory to the next. The sense of him ever wanting to. He doesn't want you to be the same. He doesn't want you to only be drinking milk. He's wanting you to feed on his word, which is meat. So that you can become so strong that when the enemy starts knocking at your door and starts to and starts to throw these fiery arrows at you, that you are so consumed and so taken in the word of God, so rooted in it, that you wield your sword and you speak in love, just as Christ did when he was tempted in, 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 in the desert. Speaking from a place of authority and love over those things that come your way. There is so much, so much life in what I've just mentioned now. It's simple scripture, it's simple theology. But when God's in it, he broods over it like he's doing now. 